You know what really cracks me up? Just occasionally go on Venmo and, like, seeing a girl Venmo, her boyfriend, like, in the couch. It's like, cheesesteak. Like, your boyfriend really couldn't pay for your cheesesteak. I'm, I'm embarrassed for you. I think this every single time I log into Venmo. What the heck, you guys? Why are we paying our boyfriends for ice cream and White Claws and Chipotle? At the risk of sounding like an entitled brat, I am begging you to raise your standards. You shouldn't be paying for that crap. Guilty, 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 guilty! I'm Alex Clark. This is the first ever daily conservative pop culture show, Poplitics. Subscribe, like, all the things. Robert Downey Jr. is responsible for saving this Yellowstone actor's life during the height of their heroin addiction. Due to the controversy and success of the Jeffrey Dahmer series Monster, Netflix has a huge announcement that true crime conservatives are gonna flip over. Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars in 2023. There's some Donald Trump tea that only I know. And then of course, we'll wrap up with a feel good story on What's Good Wednesday, except, I'm going to expose myself at the end. And no, not like that. Big, big twist. Any Yellowstone fans in the house? There is no morality here, Dad. None. Admittedly, I cannot get into this show. I know, I know. I tried watching the first episode multiple times. I got so bored. I just don't think shows like this are for me. I'm going to sleep. However, it is my job to report on pop culture news, so if you are a fan of Yellowstone, I think this story will interest you. Wes Bentley told Page Six that watching Robert Downey Jr. publicly open up about his past drug use inspired him to seek help for a crippling heroin addiction in the mid-2000s. Robert Downey Jr. has solidified himself as an A-list actor today, but in the 90s, he was pretty much unhirable due to his drug and alcohol addiction. In fact, it was so bad that he was in and out of jail frequently for things like cocaine and heroin possession, and after his wife, Queen, gave him an ultimatum to get sober or she was out in 2003, he chose a path of righteousness. That brings us back to Wes Bentley, who credits Robert Downey Jr. with helping him get sober. He said, I was in the deepest throes of my addiction and in the worst place and at death's door, I guess, or at risk of it. And I saw him to be so bold and brave and open and it saved me. Wes has been sober since 2003, but said his addiction started after his first blockbuster hit, American Beauty, in 1999 because he had never had that type of money before. I swear to God, I'll throw you out of this house and never look at you again. You mean that? You damn straight, I do. Robert Downey Jr.'s story is just so good. A talented actor who majorly hit rock bottom, everyone in the industry hated him, and somehow convinced everyone to give him a second chance. I bet Wes Bentley isn't the only celebrity he's influenced in a positive way. I think a Robert Downey Jr. documentary would do really well on a streaming service. And when your fantasies become your legacy from Robert Downey Jr. This is my favorite part of the episode. This section is not for little ears. More exciting TV news. Monster on Netflix, AKA The Jeffrey Dahmer Show, was a masterpiece. One of their most popular series on the service alongside Squid Games, which basically says Americans love messed up content. And 
I guess I'm one of them. But it's fun! The show was such a critical smash that Netflix has ordered two more seasons and they're gonna make it an anthology series, which means they'll cover two other serial killers and share their life story, which is music to my ears as a true crime servative. <laughs> So here's the discussion I'm dying to have, pun intended. Which serial killers would be the most interesting subjects for this series? I have my suggestions based on what I know as someone obsessed with this stuff. My first recommendation would be Ed Kemper. At 6'9 and 300 pounds, he was scarier than all get out. He was nicknamed the co-ed killer and killed eight people between May 1972 and April 1973 and 10 people in total. He would kidnap female students, famously decapitating them, and then have sex with their heads, yeah. including his own mother. His upbringing was fascinating and weird, his crimes were gruesome and scary, and famously participated in several interviews with FBI serial killer profilers early on, giving the FBI their first real info on why serial killers kill. He's huge. Option number two, BTK, which stood for Bind, Torture, Kill. His real name was Dennis Rader. His murder spanned from 1974 to 1986, and when he got caught, he was married with two kids, led a Boy Scout troop, and was heavily involved in church. His community and family were shocked. What's very disturbing is his childhood. He exhibited the typical red flags of torturing animals, but also was aroused from being spanked during discipline. He routinely had fantasies about tying women to train tracks and other horrific things. The combination of being obsessed with torturing victims, even going so far as to basically kill them and bring them back to life before torturing them all over again while being a traditional family man is enough to make people want to know how the heck someone is capable of compartmentalizing two separate lives so well. <laughs> how does he do it? Another Netflix show getting an additional season order is The Watcher, also a Ryan Murphy show. This is the show based on the true story of a family that received terrifying, threatening letters at their new house in New Jersey. Now, the real story ends with no answer. They never found out who sent the letters and the next family who moved in didn't receive them. So, my prediction is the writers are gonna take creative liberty and complete make up a story about the next family that you saw moving into the house at the end of season one. Are you excited about either of these? I, mean, I, I we're not ready yet. And my napkin smells like vinegar. Jimmy Kimmel will be hosting the Oscars in 2023. Just a friendly reminder that this man has worn blackface and Donald Trump has not. Free pass though, if you're a leftist. But I cannot see I'm legally blind. Speaking of Donald Trump, he is allegedly making a very big announcement next Tuesday the 15th. According to very reliable sources, he's announcing that he's found veganism. Thanks for nothing. It's a shock to everyone, and KFCs around the country are expected to follow his announcement with their own and declare bankruptcy a damn shame in this economy. I declare Bankruptcy! Here's your feel-good story for the week, getting all tingly. It's time to see what's good. What's good? A 29-year-old Finnish woman named Ari Katarina says she loves to clean so much that she now cleans people's homes around the world for free, if they need it. 
She said, I've always loved cleaning, and I began posting videos online of me just cleaning my family and friends' homes two years ago. Then one day, a woman asked me for help because she was struggling so much and her home was so messy. She had three kids and her husband had just taken his own life, so she was finding it really difficult. Ari says, when she's cleaning other people's homes, she's in heaven. She's even traveled from Finland as far as the USA and UK to help people who are in desperate need of decluttering and cleaning. Now, if she could start with me, that would be phenomenal. Humble self roast alert! I'm a mess. People will ask me with, you know, no notice to come over and I'm like, no, I haven't cleaned. And they're always like, oh, come on, I don't care. My house is a mess. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. You can't walk. You're a catastrophe. My secret is I notoriously don't clean throughout the week because I'm too tired from work and so busy. So I put it off and usually wait till the weekend to do it. I know, and I'm fine with it, you know? I'm fine with airing that out so some of you know that I am actually a street rat and I'm not as special as you think. Influencers exposed! Vampires don't do dishes! You wanna know the fun thing about YouTube? I didn't try to censor my thoughts or condense them at all. Everything flowed like diarrhea from a hippo. See? Just what conservatives wanted. Longer episodes! I have no idea how long this was. Did it come out to 10 minutes or 30? It's been 84 years. Took me many hours and several Olipops to write this script, so the absolute bare minimum you could do is thumbs up this episode and make sure you're actually subscribed to Politics on YouTube or on podcast. Yes, that actually does matter. Some of you are like, does it really matter if I subscribe? Yes, okay? And tell me in the comments if you like my serial killer ideas for Monster on Netflix, if you clean every day or you let it marinate for a while like me, and if I should give Yellowstone another chance. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.